स्टोरी टाइम विथ अनिल इट्स नॉट माई रियल बर्थडे टूडे इट्स माई ग्रैंडमा बर्थडे वट यू मीन यू डोंट नो वट माई ग्रैंडमा बर्थडे इज हजेंट एनी वन एवर टोल्ड यू हैवेंट आई एवर टोल्ड यू Well then sit yourselves down you ragtag army and I'll tell you the whole exciting story. The younger ones all jostled into place. This family was trumps on stories, always ready to tell them, to hear them and to celebrate small events by building big stories around them. Only Dhruv hung on the periphery looking skeptical. What is it? Hani asked. Are you in or out? Does it involve any buying of presents for you? Dhruv asked cautiously and earned himself a smart clip on his head from his cousin. The others laughed, guessing that that meant no, and everyone settled around waiting for story time to begin. This is about a time when none of you were born because I was just about a year old. Straight away there was an uproar. to the tune that then this had to be fake news because he couldn't possibly remember anything from the time he was a year old anil threw them a withering glance and silence descended on his small flock i don't have to remember the event because i've been told the story enough times to remember the story you babbling bunch of doubting thomases so are you going to listen or are you going to wail all the way through Having restored order in his troops, Anil weighed in again. Grandpa and Grandma had taken their four kids and whatever spouses they had, that's our mums and dads, and their only grandchildren at the time, that would be Ina and me, on a wildlife holiday. They'd booked at a quiet resort in the middle of the forest with the ambitious hope that they'd wake up to see deer outside their windows. and perhaps tiger or elephant or leopard prowling around the property at night Ooh. good sound good sound he broke off pointing at dhruv who'd let out a long sound of pleasurable anticipation rohan and anant were sitting straight up with eyes as big as golf balls and ramya and saumya had almost climbed into each other's laps in terror he knew he had them all in the palm of his hand now they arrived by train taken a cramped coach jammed tight with themselves and their baggage and two kids and reached the resort just in time for the evening safari round however tired no one was willing to miss it with tigers waiting to be seen so with just a quick wash and a hasty swallow of tea they jumped into the open jeeps and trundled off into the sanctuary It was sultry weather and the dense close of the forest and the bumpy tracks made it almost unbearable especially since they saw nothing but the occasional bird not even a monkey or deer the guide was reduced to pointing out animal droppings and everyone was fed up to the teeth with him Ramya and Saumya were in flurries of giggles <laughs> they returned to the resort absolutely knackered with baths and dinner and tending to a now fully awake and refreshed baby stretching ahead all they wanted to do was sleep 
but it seems I'd slept happily through the safari and was now ready to play. Somehow they got a few hours of sleep. My parents, I mean. Day two, they were woken up before dawn to hop back into the jeeps for some more bone-shattering rides to see birds, pug marks and animal droppings. During all of which, I'm reliably informed, I slept beatifically. Something about the jolting of the vehicle was evidently knocking me out very efficiently. By the time we returned to the resort, my folks were half dead from exhaustion, having had almost no sleep the previous night. And I was fully revived, charged and ready to roar. If you can imagine this appalling situation, an angel of a baby being dumped from one set of reluctant adults to another, as each claimed to have urgent, unavoidable work. Ultimately, nobody really knew who was to be in charge of me. But as I was cheerfully crawling on the vast front lawn, chasing butterflies and other insects, a kind of peace descended. But it was a false peace, for danger lurked unseen. Grandpa suddenly broke into the story. None of them had even seen him enter or settle in his favourite chair. They'd all been in the boring jungle with Anil and then tense with fear as to what would happen to the inquisitive baby. I was peacefully reading the day-old newspaper and Grandma was engrossed in her book and neither of us was really watching this little devil, Grandpa rumbled. Without warning, Grandma flung herself out of her chair and dashed across the lawn, book tossed unceremoniously aside. I jackknifed out of my chair. What could possibly have alarmed her so? As I watched, she reached a kind of stone ring at the far end, just about a foot high, and shouted over her shoulder in my direction, Get a rope! I'm going after him! And as I watched, she climbed onto that small wall and disappeared. <gasps> the kids all gasped. Ramya and Saumya were clinging so tight to each other, their bodies had almost merged. The boys were staring at him with gaping mouths and bulbous eyes. No one was even blinking. I ran madly down the green stretch of grass behind her, my heart hammering fit to burst with sheer terror. What had she done this time? As I ran... I heard an echoey splashing sound and realized it must be a well. It turned out to be exactly so and Grandma had jumped in after him, as she said, which meant our master storyteller here, pointing to Anil. Perhaps it was that small splash that had alerted her and sent her running helter-skelter down the lawn in the first place. Anil grinned cheekily as if that hadn't been the wickedest thing for a baby to have done, and presented his defence staunchly. Grandpa, no one should hold a tiny baby responsible when a bunch of adults were sleeping on the job. It was your collective responsibility to keep me safe. I was just being a normal child and exploring my world. And now Grandma chimed in, and when she'd joined their number would have been anybody's guess. He's quite right, you know. We were too damn careless and irresponsible. 
which is why I jumped in so promptly after him. Clothes, shoes and all. It seemed the only available course of action. And never a more foolhardy thing have you done, my dear. Though never anything with more favourable a result either, Grandpa admonished her strictly, but bent an unusually kindly eye on Anil, who flushed the roots of his hair at this unexpected mark of favour from curmudgeonly old Grandpa. You could have landed on top of him, and then where would we have been? But I didn't, did I, you grumpy old fussbody? I saw the water was high in the well, so it wasn't a long fall, and I dropped carefully to the side, and in seconds I had him hugged to my chest as I trod water. He wasn't even afraid, my brave little laddie, she twinkled at Anil, who grinned and looked embarrassed and proud of his intrepid baby self all at the same time. I raised the motherless heck of an alarm and a sturdy rope was brought ASAP and armies of men lowered it into that damn fool well and the two of them finally emerged drenched but safe and sound. Anil was drawn out first in a bucket and the hero of the hour was hauled out immediately after. Blankets and towels were ready to welcome them. Hari and Janki were all over Grandma, blubbering with relief and gratitude to have got their little cherub back. And Grandma here didn't waste a second before letting fly into the resort owner for having an uncovered well on the premises when there were families with children about. They covered it up too damn fast after that, didn't they? It was nailed down, tooth sweet. Everyone bustled off to ensure Grandma and Anil were bathed in hot water, liberally laced with Dettol and pumped full of hot soup or warm milk and bundled safely into bed to sleep off the excesses of excitement. She was exhausted and knocked off like a shot with a drop of brandy to help her on her way. But this young platform diver was not a jot the worse for wear and seemed ready for yet another excursion. I don't think any of us took our eyes off him for the rest of that trip. And so this date became my rebirth day and I started calling it my grandma birthday. We always spend the day together and go out for lunch to celebrate the joyous event. Uh-uh, just the two of us. Anil warned the others sternly as they roused themselves and then fell back despondently. And I thank her for saving my life. And until she saved your worthless, meaningless lives, you can't be muscling in on our private lunches, so it's no use looking starved. If Anil thought he was going to be treated with great awe and respect by his younger cousins because of his near-death experience, he had another thing coming. They were all over Grandma in a flash, hugging her and praising her courage. Though Dhruv earned himself another clip from Anil when he was caught muttering something about having saved herself the trouble. Both grandparents spread their arms wide to embrace all the kids and sent up another round of thanks for the strong and enduring bonds of family. <laughs>